0: Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. For this week's episode of Talking Business Now, I took a look back at some of the popular shows in my archives, and I came across this inspiring episode from Smart Companies Thinking Bigger, another podcast I hosted for several years. I hope you'll agree it's a good episode to replay. What happens when you combine your talent with your passion? According to legendary Orlando Magic co-founder Pat Williams, you find your success intersection. When Pat was seven years old, his passion was baseball. By the time he made it to the minor leagues, he realized after just two years that as much as he loved the sport, it wasn't his greatest talent. Little did he know that his career in sports was just beginning. He discovered that he had a real talent for leadership and sales. And when he combined those talents with his passion for sports, he discovered his success intersection. Pat went on to become a Basketball Hall of Famer, the general manager of the 1983 world champion Philadelphia 76ers, manager of the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks, and he founded the Orlando Magic, where he retired as senior vice president in April 2019 after a 56-year career that included more than 30 years with The Magic. He's also a popular motivational speaker who's written more than 100 books and makes about 150 guest appearances each year. In this episode from our 2017 podcast archives, Pat discusses his book, The Success Intersection, What Happens When Your Talent Meets Your Passion. Listen in and learn how to identify your greatest talent, pursue your greatest passion, and multiply your efforts through teamwork. That's certainly where Pat Williams found his magic. Welcome to the show today, Pat.
1: Well,
2: Kelly, it's very nice to chat with you, and I appreciate the invite.
0: I've got a burning question
1: here. I know when you talked in Orlando, you told us your secret to reading as many books as you read, but you've written more than 100 books. How have you done that?
2: (laughs) <laughs> well, one one day at a time, Kelly I, I gather information every day Write it down, keep it filed Always looking for stories Always looking for anecdotes And I keep all that, uh, you know, categorized And so when it's time to write a book When a subject really is burning within me And I find a publisher Well, most of my research is already done uh, through forty plus years of gathering and collecting, so mm-hmm. uh, that 's the style that i've 've used and it 's been effective for me as long as the ideas keep flowing, and as long as I can find a publisher who's interested uh, you know i have I have more books in the pipeline
1: we 're here today to talk about one of your latest it 's called the Success Intersection, and in that book, you say that you can teach us how to find the secret ingredient for success, and not just in business, but in life as well. Tell us about that.
2: Kelly, here's, uh, here's what I've discovered. Uh, when your greatest talent intersects with your strongest passion, uh, that is what I call the sweet spot in your life. Uh, When that intersection takes place, that's the sweet spot. In other words, that's where you're going to have success because your talent is merged with your passion, and that's a dynamite combination. Uh, The younger you can figure that out, the better. Uh, I was seven years old when I fell in love with baseball, and I knew at age seven exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be a ball player.
0: <clears throat> and I
2: was for quite a period of time. And then that transitioned over into the executive end of sports, which I've been doing my whole adult life, and had had some talent there, had an enormous amount of passion. Uh, so I've been living right there in that sweet spot my entire life. So that's what I'm writing about. That's what I'm encouraging people to really study and analyze and evaluate in their own lives and the lives of the young people that they are uh, uh, overseeing, you know, children, grandchildren, uh, youngsters in classrooms and on sports fields. Uh, It's an important area, and uh, that's the meat of this book.
1: And tell us about, finding our own talents sometimes that can be difficult. Sometimes people have talents that they're not even aware that they have, and then other people think they have a talent and just keep at it and at it to the point of frustration or even failure. So so how do we go about really finding out what our true talents are?
2: Kelly, I think that's where mentors come in uh, or teachers or life coaches uh, who can really – evaluate and, and speak openly uh to to us, particularly when we're young. Uh and those words will never be forgotten. Let let me let me give you uh an example. Oh, an eighth grade teacher uh says to one of her students, uh Mary, Mary, I see in you enormous writing talent. Boy, I'm so impressed with the way you write and I I see a future there for you in that area. Listen, Mary will never forget that. Uh, she, she probably uh, never never occurred to her that she had writing talent, but now it's been confirmed by her teacher. Or let's say a coach uh, says to uh, one of his young players, ah,
0: "Boy, I am so
2: impressed w- with your leadership." You know, the other kids on this team are following you. I, I noticed that it recess as well. You know, they gather around you. I, I see great potential in leadership for you, uh, Jack. I really do. Well, listen, Jack's going to remember that his whole life. Right. So, so my point is that we need uh, people uh, around us who are telling us and spotting talent and uh, talking to us about it. Uh, I remember uh, when I was a young baseball executive, I didn't know whether I was doing any good or not, Kelly. I didn't know, uh, but 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 the the man who I was working for with the Miami Marlins, the Phillies farm club, Bill Durney, he uh, he signed a picture for me of him, and and and, it, and, and the meat of the, what he signed was Pat Williams, a a man with a great presence present, but a a much brighter future in sports. Uh, that's how he signed it,
1: mm.
2: and I—that never had occurred to. I—I did, I didn't know whether I was doing well or not.
1: Right, but, but that sure si- affirmed it.
2: Oh, and that's and signing that picture. Boy, that that gave me uh, uh, hope that I was going to I was going to be good at, in this particular area, and and it and I was who? Oh, how old was I? Twenty four. Twenty four. And that picture uh, that he signed, uh, you know, I thought, boy, I'm, I'm going to be okay here. I, I, I think it looks like I'm going to be able to make it in this, his area. I still have that picture, by the way, Kelly. It's still, I bet, wow. it's framed, I, and I, he signed that picture for me uh, over 50 years ago, uh, but I still yeah. have it.
1: And those kinds of comments and that kind of encouragement is even even more ma- meaningful when it comes from someone that you admire and that you respect. Uh, whether, like you said, it's a coach or whether it's a, a player or, or whomever it is, a teacher, a parent, but somebody that you really respect. It, it really, I mean, it, it kind of it's a message about you know how we should. As mentors ourselves, we are mentors every day to people, and we don't even know it really. And it's a powerful lesson in how we should talk to people too, because oh, you know,
2: oh Kelly, you're, yeah, you're 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 spot on there. You're spot on. You know, if we can offer a word of hope or encouragement, because oftentimes young people don't know uh, whether they're doing a good job or not, uh, whether they they show signs of of real good ability, and whether they've got a future in that field. Uh, so when an adult, somebody that they uh, admire or respect tells them that. So I think there's a there's a burden here also on the adults, that uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of responsibility here working with youngsters uh, to uh, give them uh, in- hope, give them encouragement, and above all, uh, giving them a, a career path uh, that they do have ability. And <clears throat> this is an area where they can make their living and they can do well here, and uh, they've got a future. When your talent begins to emerge and you begin to have success, I think passion, you know, really kicks in. Then, you know, if you're really uh, succeeding, uh, you're excited about what you're doing. Uh, you, you've got some inner fire, and without passion, you know, you just can't really do a good job. I mean, you can have wonderful talent, Kelly, but if but if there's no fire in your belly and you don't come to work with enthusiasm and energy and zeal, um, yeah, boy, and you're, that's you're not going to work either.
1: Yeah, you're just going through the motions. One of the things that you talk about sometimes is being a successful failure. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, we're going to have setbacks, Kelly, and, and you're going to have disappointments. But here, here's what I'm really trying to teach uh and, and advance uh don't waste those periods of of uh, struggle or or failure uh learn from them uh, benefit from them grow from them uh take advantage of where you uh stub your toe so to speak uh because when we are uh when we are not when when we do fail when we do uh, land flat boy are we teachable oh we have a teachable heart uh, <laughs> exactly. cause um, uh, that's the way we're wired uh when w- when we're doing well and succeeding uh, we tend to become very self sufficient i've got all the answers now you know i'm <laughs> we get a little cocky a little arrogant but when uh, when tough times hit and we're uh, and we're struggling when we're failing. Oh, boy, are we, are we teachable. So that's the point I'm making. Don't waste those tough times. Learn from them. Grow from them. Because on the other if, side, we're going to be a lot better as a result of, of the tough period we went through. If, exactly. If, if, we, if we have a teachable spirit and if we're willing to learn.
1: Exactly. You know, you were talking uh, about passion. Of course, this is about how passion and talent intersect. But you were talking just a few minutes ago about the passion and that you're really, we're just going through the motions. If we have a talent, but we don't have the passion for it, yeah, we can do it, but it really doesn't light my fire, don't have the fire in the belly like you said. But you tell a story about Chris Martin, who is actually a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he didn't like football. So how did he achieve that kind of success?
2: Yeah, you know, that's a good story. Curtis Martin, uh, you, you know, was uh, had many other interests, and uh, football was not among the highest. But uh, somewhere along the line, he, he came back to football. He's in the Hall of Fame, had a terrific career, and and eventually realized that he had a gift. He had a he had a talent, and uh, he felt that God didn't want him to waste it. That his talent was playing pro football. And eventually, he got got that straightened out in his mind, and uh, went on and had this magnificent career. Uh, my point is, um, you, you've got to really uh, look at that talent and study that talent and see what God has given you, Kelly, and and be realistic about it. Uh, you know, even even though you may not be truly excited about it, you've got a gift. Uh, God gi- God gives all of us when he places us down on this earth he gives all of us some skills uh, some abilities and I think he expects us to use them and not no waste them and not waste them uh, we're here on this earth a short time uh, we all uh, he, there's a plan and purpose for all of our lives and uh, we, we need to really uh, understand and look at that realistically and then go about our business as God has wired us. Uh, there's a talent in every one of us, a different talent in every one of us. And uh, passion, excitement, enthusiasm for our work uh, really brings out the very best talent we have. So it's a, it's a, it's a dynamite combination. And I, I, I'm simply writing, of Kelly, about talent and passion. They both have to be there if we're going to be living up to 100% of our potential.
1: How does all of that relate to the legacy that we leave?
2: I don't worry a whole lot about my legacy. I don't think about it every day. Uh, I just go about uh, my business, which is helping to run uh, an NBA team, uh, which is uh, speaking, uh, which is writing, Uh, which is mentoring Uh, i don't think every day i wonder how this is going to play out you know after i leave this earth Uh, i think we just go out and do the very best we can enjoy what we're doing uh, reach as many people as we can i think our legacy will take care of itself Mm -hmm. but i but i'll tell you this uh, uh it sure is nice to have a good legacy i'm uh I'm finishing up a book, a, a book that will be out next year, about Coach John Wooden and, and his summer basketball camps that he ran for many years, uh, touching thousands of youngsters. And you talk about a legacy uh, of this man, not just as a great basketball coach, but as a great uh, impactor of youngsters uh wow what a legacy he has but i'll tell you this coach wooden was not going through every day thinking wonder how this is going to play out with my legacy you know after i'm gone <laughs> I, I i i just think we go out and, and and listen as coach wooden's father taught him and coach wooden lived by this every day make each day your masterpiece Boy, there's a good one, Kelly. That that's, that is. little quote probably should be taped up on our shaving mirrors and our computer screens, uh thumbtacked up in the lunchroom. Uh make each day your masterpiece. Uh that's uh, that's a good way to go about life.
1: It it sure is. You know, there's one thing I heard um somebody say again for the umpteenth time years ago, uh another day, another dollar. And I, for whatever reason, that stuck in my head, and I got to thinking about it. You know, what if days really were dollars? And I did some quick calculations using the average lifespan of an American, which at that time was 78.6 years. And it came out that we have, in an average lifetime, 28,000 and some days. And, you know, if those were dollars, uh, you'd say, wow, $28,000 to spend in a lifetime is not very much, yet we waste them so much. We waste our hours on things we don't like and things that don't fulfill us and things that don't have an impact. And uh, what you said just played right into that. You know, make every day a masterpiece. Make every day count. I mean, it's, it's a it's a big responsibility, but what a fulfilling life you lead when you do that.
2: Kelly, people ask me frequently, how do you get everything done? How do you do it all? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you how I do it all. I, I don't uh, spend any time doing things that i don't think are important for me for right. example we live on a golf course but i don't play golf <laughs> T- take takes too much time mm-hmm. uh, you've got to practice every every week you've got to play every week so i don't play golf uh, i don't collect stamps i uh you know i don't fish uh, i don't hunt i don't take cruises you know i i stay right close to what i think are important for me and what i like to do i i, I work out every day that's important uh i um i read uh constantly uh i i'm constantly reading uh i, I work at my office you know for the basketball team right. uh, i um i i need x x amount of sleep i mean i stay right Close to those few things that, that are valuable and important for me. Sure. And so, and so I, 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 and and it's amazing what you can get done in about sixteen hours if you stay focused, don't waste any of the any minutes in those sixteen hours, and and stay locked in on what's important to you.
1: Yeah. Amazing you, what you, you can accomplish. Exactly. You've learned what. To say yes to, so that everything else is just an automatic no. Really, I mean, it, most people focus on how do I say no. What you should really be focusing on is what you should say yes to, and we we have that backwards so much. But
2: uh, yeah, great point. So. Great point. So so I know exactly uh, what my priorities are and what you know what in this limited amount of time we have on Earth, you know what's important and what I want to get accomplished, and uh, that's where I stay. You know. Tightly locked, and I, I think that's that's good counsel. I I don't go out of my uh, talent zone. You know, I stay I stay right there with the, at, at those things that I'm pretty good at, that I have some skill, and that and that uh, that I have passion for. I have no I found I had no passion for golf. Boy, I would go through it. And it was just <laughs> a oh, uh, and I have it's no passion to sit and fish all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'd. In that period on a fishing trip, I could probably read about three books. And I'd, I'd rather read the books than try and catch a fish. So so uh, I stay right close to those things that uh, that really have benefit for what I'm trying to do and what I enjoy doing. Uh, and so that that's how I go about life. And I encourage people to do that. Find your talent. Figure it out. Uh, and, and then stay close to that talent, keep developing that talent, and above all, uh, have have excitement and enthusiasm for what you're doing. And when those two intersect, uh, boy, you're right there in your sweet spot, and that's where you are every day in your whole life. And... Uh, and time goes by so fast that way, Kelly. You wake up and I'm 80 years old. How did that happen? <laughs> you
1: know? Well, speaking of time going so quickly, we have um, come to the end of our time here, and there's so much more in your book and in some of the other books that you have out there. If people are interested in purchasing one of them, where do they go to get a copy? Well, well the the th- this is in
2: bookstores. The Success Intersection, it's in bookstores, Kelly. Um, and and um, amazon.com you know wonderful way to order books you can go up there and 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 riffle through all the different books that i've written uh there's they they've got a copy of the dust jacket of all many of these books including this latest one that we've been talking about the success intersection uh i'm glad we got a chance to visit and i i hope people enjoy the book
1: oh i'm i'm sure that they will uh in addition to being an author and a Sports executive, like I said earlier in the show, you're a motivational speaker. So if anybody wanted to contact you about speaking for their company or just have a few more questions for you in general, how would they get in touch with you,
2: Kelly? Probably the best thing is just to, just shoot me an email, pwilliams Williams uh, at orlandomagic.com. P. Williams at orlandomagic.com, and I'll uh, I'll get back to you. And I always love to hear from uh, your listeners. Or 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 readers, uh, so uh, just shoot me the email and we'll uh, we'll get in touch with each other.
1: So there you go, P. Williams at orlandomagic.com Drop him a line. Let him know what's on your mind. And if you're interested in having him come out and speak, I can I can vouch he is a great great speaker. He'll hold your attention, that's for sure. Pat, thank you so much for coming on the show today, sharing your wisdom, and also for letting us know about this wonderful book that you have among many. So really appreciate the time.
2: Nice to chat with you, Kelly. All the best to you now.
0: And I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. I appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Talking Business Now. If you'd like to suggest podcast guests or topics or to subscribe to the Talking Business Now newsletter or podcast, please visit my website at com. That's I-N-T-E-R- R O B A N G Solutions dot com dot com.
2: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C sweetradio.com.